Well, we're now about 24 hours out from the events in Washington, D.C. yesterday, and it's been uh, an interesting 24 hours. What does it all mean? I uh, I thought I'd bring a guest in today on this Quick Hits podcast. So I'm Phil Gursky, President and CEO of Boreal's Threat Risk Consulting. And normally on these Quick Hits, you just you, you listen to me. But on occasion, I do bring on a guest, and I'm very pleased to have back with me today uh, Barbara Perry, who's from uh, University of uh, Ontario. Sorry, I forget the actual uh, thing here. Ontario Tech University. Thank you, Barb. <laughs> She's the director of the Center on Hate, Racism, Bias, and Extremism. She's the author of an awful lot of stuff on right-wing extremism. She did join me back in October for a much longer podcast, but I thought I'd bring her back on today to talk about exactly what happened in D.C. So, Barb, uh, Happy New Year, and thanks for being back on the program. Happy New Year. Good to be back with you. Okay, let's start with the easy question. Uh, in all that what happened yesterday, you, you've probably been part of this as well. There's been um, You've done some interviews. I've done some. There's been a whole social media storm as to what exactly happened and what to call this. So I've seen the vocabulary ranging from domestic terrorism to an attempted coup to an insurrection to a riot to a mob to all of the above. If I can put you on the spot, Barb, uh, is there any one word that describes best what exactly took place in D.C. yesterday? Probably not. Not one single word. Uh, I think there are multiple ways to describe it. And, and I think there were different segments within that crowd as well. But um, let's let's call those who breached the Capitol, uh, let's call that domestic terrorism. So the actual people who got past, who did the, you know, got into the building, some of whom I, I haven't seen a lot of uh, talk here about whether they were armed or not. Some may have been, some were not. Clearly some were your typical you know, yokels with flags and, and, and agendas. So you would call the ones that, that actually breached the perimeter domestic terrorists. Yes, I would. What about the what about the rest of them, Barb? The ones that were milling about, yelling slogans, Trump this, Trump that. Where would you put all those guys? Well, as I say, I think there was a quite a collective there. I, I think about it as a as a Venn diagram. If anyone remembers what Venn diagrams are, Venn diagrams. Oh my God! <laughs> whenever, whenever we learn those, um, because you do, you did have, you know, there were obviously some of the, you know, the far right groups. There were some Proud Boys there. There were some Boogaloo's there. Some accelerationists. Um, there were some QAnon conspiracy theorists. Mm-hmm. There were some, uh, you know, pro Trumpers who wouldn't necessarily affiliate with any of that other other nonsense of just died in the wool Trump supporters. Um, so I think there was there was quite a broad swath of uh, Trump supporters who were there for for different reasons. If that's the case, Barb, and I, 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 have, I agree with you from what I've seen, there really was a dog's breakfast of actors here yesterday. How organized would you classify what happened yesterday? Or does that really kind of depend as well? Well, I don't know if organized is the is the term, but orchestrated is perhaps a better term. Mm. Uh, in that, you know, there was there was plenty of evidence what was going to happen. There was plenty of chatter on you know social media platforms across groups and across sectors uh, of the, this Trump movement, uh, if you will. Uh, so it was orchestrated in that sense. It wasn't just, you know, word of mouth, you know, very random, but, uh, you know, was, was uh, I think, carefully promoted across platforms. Um, organized, I, th- I think, is too strong a, a word. You know, there were no sort of, as, as near as we can see so far anyway, you know, no word of, uh, you know, particular roles assigned to particular individuals or, or groups, that sort of thing. They were just told to come and to support Trump uh, and to, you know, take the fight to the streets if they needed to. 
If that's the case, and I like your term orchestrated, by the way, uh, clearly, as you said, uh, everyone and his grandmother knew this was coming. I mean, it wasn't a surprise to anyone. Do you can you speculate? And I appreciate it would be speculation at this point. Why the response, the initial response by law enforcement at the Capitol seems to have been uh, as inadequate as it was. I, I'm hearing all kinds of conspiracy theories that the cops that were in on it, that there were sympathizers who let these guys in. Do you have anything? And I appreciate that, you know, you probably don't have a lot of the in-depth information, but can you give us some thought as to why this this intelligence, this information wasn't taken perhaps as seriously as it should have been? I'm at a loss for a logical explanation for this, something that isn't conspiratorial. Uh, you know, we've read, I'm sure you have as well uh, today and, and yesterday, uh, you know, extensive criticism of yes. the lack of law enforcement response uh, response and apparent uh, lack of readiness. And, you know, as many commentators had said, if, you know, thousands of BLM protesters yeah. or thousands of Antifa uh, protesters had promised to uh, to march on Washington. There would have been a phalanx of law enforcement to, right. to meet them. Uh, the National Guard would have been there at the outset rather than having to be called in later. Um, so there is a clear double standard here in terms mm-hmm. of the way that uh, uh, that police and, and uh, law enforcement authorities prepared themselves for this. Even watching some of the images, you know, in, in some of the uh, images where you know they were trying to beginning to push the the protesters back and off of uh, the hill, there was that, not that same sense of urgency. They were ambling mm. along. They were lackadaisical. They weren't really you know standing in that formation you know that that solid formation. Right. They were uh, you know sort of looked a little ragtag. And and it's such a different image than what we've seen. Uh, for other protests by the left or by BLM or in the Canadian context, perhaps by, uh, you know, anti-Indigenous racism protesters. So one can't help but think that there was, um, I wouldn't say sympathy, uh, but a a failure to take seriously the far right because it was the far right and not the far left. It's an interesting take, uh, and uh, I think a lot of questions will have to be answered by some pretty senior figures in law enforcement as to why they weren't better prepared, and perhaps some heads will roll over this. Moving on a little bit, Barb, um, this could have ended much, much worse. Uh, The violence, yeah, there certainly was violence, there certainly was vandalism, there have been some injuries. Uh, One death, my understanding is that the death was a protester who may have been a QAnon supporter. Mm -hmm. Uh, Three other deaths that may have been people that died from some kind of, what they're calling a medical emergency. I don't know what that means, Mm -hmm. but this could have been a real bloodbath. Mm -hmm. Uh, Why was it, why did it not get that bad in your estimation? Yeah. And that's, and that's something that has been on my mind actually since the election, because, you know, I think I probably said that in October that, you know, I expected to see violence. Uh, that you know the day of the days following the uh, the election, especially if Trump lost, and and it's interesting that we haven't seen the the kind of violence we've seen lots of protests, especially you know the you know take back the steel uh, or whatever mm-hmm. they're saying uh, sorts of of protests in the U.S., but not the levels of violence that we we thought we we might see. So you know it, it almost feels like and even even when they left the hill finally yesterday there wasn't that kind of resistance to being forced away uh, that we might've expected to see. And, and so part of me wonders if they don't actually, you know, in their heart of hearts, uh, you know, they know he lost and Mm. it's sort of resignation uh, and sort of almost, uh, almost giving up 
uh, on the battle. I mean, he's lost so many now, so many, yes, uh, you know, court challenges and, and what have you. Um, so, you know, were they deflated? Uh, and that's sort of what it feels felt like to me. Uh, for those who were, you know, out on the grounds and, and didn't follow them into uh, the Capitol, they just kind of, kind of marched away and, and mm. ambled away uh, at the end of the night. So Slunk, slunk away, maybe is a better verb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's good. I'm seeing the Grinch here for some reason. <laughs> um, well, it is just post-Christmas. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I like the way you frame that because I, I think I've had the same reaction and you know a lot more about the far right than I, than I do, Barb. But it did strike me that all these warnings of action and violence and take back the election and put our man back in charge, which again, as you has said, it's been two months now since he lost the election and lots of warnings online that something was happening. And yet crickets since November the 4th. I mean, the odd, you know, statement here or there, which also points out a point that I've been trying to make for quite some time is that the vast majority of people who say anything online mm -hmm. uh, are either incapable, incompetent, or cowards when it comes to actually putting those thoughts into action. Another speculative question, Barb, I guess I'm being unfair with you today, but any ideas on what's next? The inauguration's two weeks away. I can only imagine that the law enforcement response might be a little more robust in two weeks' time. Have these guys lost their wad? Is this they've been there, got, got the T-shirt, and they're going to move on? Or, or should we be worried about something much more, uh, much more violent and much more serious in two weeks' time? Well, I think we'll have a good sense over the next couple of days what that will look like on, what is, what is that date, the 21st? 21st, yes. 21st, yeah. Um, it, you know, we'll, I think we'll learn a lot from the online chatter uh, associated with these groups over the next couple of days. What is the reaction to what happened on Capitol Hill? Uh, you know, was that um, was that the last hurrah? Mm -hmm. And part of it will depend, depend on what happens with Trump now. You know, will they be able to yeah. silence him? There was a statement. I'm not going to say it came from Trump, but there was a statement finally came from the White House that, uh, you know, that there will be a peaceful transition of power that yes. did not come from Trump. Uh, <laughs> you, you, you can bet on that. Sure it did. He was a peaceful transition of power. <laughs> so I, I think if they can sort of silence, uh, you know, the insiders can silence Trump for the next couple of weeks, then uh, then perhaps it'll be much calmer on the 21st, if he is let loose again, uh, if Twitter allows him back on and Facebook mm. allows him back on uh, their platforms, then, you know, I, 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 I'm afraid of what he'll say in terms of, well, just yesterday, he said they're, you know, they're special people. Yes. Okay. Is he going to continue to stroke their egos? Is he going to continue to support them and defend them and praise them, in fact? Uh, and if he does, I think that that will buoy them up and they may come out in force again uh, on the 21st. If he is, if they manage to silence him, I think it will, again, it will deflate them. They don't, you know, they sort of lose uh, the leadership uh, mm -hmm. that they, they seem to so badly need to galvanize them. Mm -hmm. Well, speaking of social media, you know, uh, Twitter has suspended him and uh, some other social media as well. Although I did, I read some good analysis this morning on a U.S. site that these groups that you're talking about, the Proud Boys, Boogaloo Boys, etc., they've moved on past Twitter and Facebook and all that kind of stuff. They're on these other marginalized social media platforms. So I guess it remains to be seen if those platforms, I'm not sure if Donald Trump's on those platforms. Well, I have no idea. Will go on those platforms? Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. To kind of sort of, you know, do an end, ar end around what Twitter's tried to do. Uh, last question for you, Barb. Uh, you know, we here in Canada uh, obviously have our own problems, and you've been at the forefront of outlining the types of issues we do have with far-right extremism in Canada. You've written the, extensively on this topic. Can we be all that high and mighty here in Canada and look at our American friends and say, well, that's never going to happen here, at least not to the extent we saw in Washington? Or should we be a little more worried in this country about the possibility 
maybe not to the same scale, mm. but that we could see analogous action at some point. We have no inauguration coming up, no major events that I know of, but should you know Canadians, government, law enforcement be a little more concerned about the possibility of something similar to what happened in Washington yesterday happening here in Canada? Well, I th- what we're missing is the is the, uh, the the oil, I guess, or the spark. Uh, you know, we don't have a, an ideologue like Trump. There, you know, there are a few that have tried and and not been very successful. You know, Bernier comes to mind uh, right away, mm-hmm. um, and, and you know, again, have not sort of garnered praise. The, the kind the the at the provincial level, the sorts of folks that you might have expected, like Kenny, I think wanted to play that role. He's lost credibility in the last uh, few months yes, around yes. the thing of COVID. If there's anything that might promote, um, you know, a similar reaction, it it. Well, we'll see if there's a, a snap election in in the spring. You know, yes. will that galvanize? I don't think so. I think it's more likely to happen around in the context of the pandemic, uh, mm-hmm. and around management of that and the vaccine and the lockdowns and all of that. That's where we we've seen this uh, many elements of the you know the conspiracy theorist elements, the far right elements, um, the um, anti maskers, all of them mm-hmm. coming together around these kinds of grievances. Uh, so if the vaccine proves not to be effective or it's not rolling out quickly enough or COVID morphs and, you know, we need something else, um, you know, if that continues apace, that's, I think, the context in which we might see something uh, something similar, as you say, certainly not on that scale. We, mm-hmm. we don't have the numbers. Um, yeah. But, uh, you, know, but I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see it at the provincial level, not so much at the federal level, I think, because that's where the grievances are directed is towards the provincial governments right now in this context. I have a sneaking suspicion, Barb, that you and I are going to be talking again in the very near future uh, when it comes to the whole aftermath, if I can call it that, of COVID. As you say, the vaccine rollout. Not that I don't love to talk to you, but I hope not. (laughs) Yeah, we got to find something. You know, we have to talk about unicorns and rainbows or something, and not always about the you know terrorism or right wing extremism. But uh, (laughs) I I do want to thank. I do want to thank you, Barb, for taking the time to be on the program. Uh, it's great to talk to you again. But as, before I let you go, I'm going to let you listen to the latest Hardy Boys words of wisdom. As people know, that when I do my Crickets podcast, I leave them with a snippet of, of, of advice from the Hardy Boys. Uh, this comes from the Hunting for Hidden Gold. And here it goes. Uh, a good blow to the head can reverse 25 years of amnesia. I have no idea what that has to do with counterterrorism. But it's uh, sage advice to me. So if you are suffering from amnesia, folks, uh, get your better, you get your partner, your spouse, your your daughter, your son, whatever, your best friend, to hit you over the head, and you can reverse twenty five years of being in the dark. Barb, I don't know again, that we want to promote violence given our, the conversation <laughs> we just had. <laughs> That's true. Okay, M- maybe not a, a piece of wood, but something, uh, maybe a washcloth or something. I, I don't know. Anyhow, but uh, it's always a pleasure, Barb, to have you on the program. Thanks for being on. Okay, good co- talking to you again, Phil. Take care. You too. So that was my conversation uh, with Barb Perry uh, about what happened in Washington. What do you think? Uh, we've had 24 hours to kind of, uh, I don't know, uh, analyze and consume this stuff. And, and where are we? I'd love to hear your feedback. You can reach me on email, borealisrisk at gmail.com or on Twitter at borealisrisk. You should also find me on LinkedIn and on Facebook. If you like the content, want to get more, go to my website, borealisrisk.com. Hit the subscribe button. You get a free daily digest of all the information. I'd love to hear from you. We'll talk again soon. Until then, stay safe.